0: Hello Baggies fans and welcome to the Baggies podcast. It's been a very topsy-turvy week again for Albion fans. Looking closer to getting our first win of the season but still not quite getting there. Falling short against Tottenham Hotspur at the Hawthorns 1-0 a close game from all accounts, had plenty of chances, but we're going to be delving more into that match later on in today's episode, we're also going to be talking about Slav and Bilic's future, does he have one here at the Hawthorns, we're going to be discussing that and you guys are going to be giving your thoughts, we've also got the first instalment of the Baggies podcast, Man of the Match, where every week I'm going to be asking you guys for your Man of the Match, Um, obviously we're going to see who gets that this week and obviously you guys are going to be getting involved on Twitter, sending us your thoughts and... giving us your opinions on today's game. And we're going to be looking ahead to the Manchester United game, which is coming up in a couple of weeks' time after the international break. So all that to come and more here on the Baggies Podcast. But before we start, if you're enjoying this episode and you're going to uh, be enjoying future episodes, make sure you go and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure to download the episode to listen on the go. Make sure you go and follow our Twitter account at the Baggies Pod. You'll notice we've got a bit of a new look about us today. You'll be able to see a different screen or a different logo on your podcast as provided that's because we've had a little bit of a makeover and of course i think it looks a lot better now so without further ado let's get straight into this episode of the baggies podcast the baggies podcast giving you the latest news views and opinions on all things albion now available on youtube apple podcasts and spotify and there you go. You've just heard our brand new intro sequence. We have got a new uh, thing that I've been working on. Managed to get the Lord of my Shepherd in the background of that as well. So uh, yeah, no. Let me go, let me know if you enjoyed that. Let me know if you prefer the old one. I personally prefer this one. It gives a bit more of a sense of uh, you know atmosphere. One that we're not used to at the moment with. Uh, everything that's going on in the world, and the fact that we're not able to attend football matches to hear The Lord's My Shepherd once again. However, I hope you're all alright uh, after a first, nearly first week of lockdown restrictions. Uh, Well, about half a week now into that. So hopefully you're all doing all right. And this podcast is going to be hopefully one that's going to lift some spirits despite the result. Uh, It was a good game from West Bromwich Albion. We started off really well. We sort of tailed off towards uh, the 50 to 70 minute mark. We sort of tailed off. But we did actually... Find ourselves with a good performance, but we'll start off before the game, and that was with the team, the team sheet, which was uh, slightly changed to usual, not one that we're used to seeing. We went back to the five at the back, Slav and Midditch decided that, that would be the best course of action for us. Went back to a five at the back. Uh, a few changes coming in. If I'm off the top of my head, Robinson came in uh, along with Carl Bartley and Dara O'Shea as this week's changes. With Dean Garner, Pereira, and I think we were also missing. Who else were we missing? We must have been missing somebody. Uh, I think we were also missing Blanisav Ivanovich. Now, about that, Pereira and both... Both Pereira and Ivanović have tested positive for COVID-19, and I think that means they have to have a two-week isolation period, which means that they are to stay at home for two weeks, uh, not leave the house, and they'll be staying, um, you, know, you know, there for the international break, which is good. I suppose that it's happened now because that means they can recover, they can hopefully get better in time for the next game. But bear in mind, um, you know... It is. Uh, we do hope they do get better soon because it is um, a deadly virus and could, you know, be fatal to to, many, to lots of people. So, hopefully, Pereira and Ivanovic come back and as good as new, ready for the Man United game. Uh, so we did have a few changes. We started with five at the back. We started with Johnson in goal, Daniel Furlong left back, Connor Townsend right back, Ajayi, Bartley and Ashay as three centre backs. We had Conor Gallagher, Jake Levermore, and Philip Kravinovic as a midfield three, and then we played Robert Robinson and Karl-Anne Grant up front. Spurs went for a, a very sturdy lineup for me. I think that looks, you know, a really solid team, one that could perhaps even challenge for the title this season. In Hugo Lloris. Rigby Dyer, Outervall, Doherty, Hoiberg, Sissoko, and Bale, Son and Kane as the front three as well. So that is a very decent team if you look at it from a from a any perspective really. You look at that team and you think that team could definitely challenge for a title. A player I have to say I'm going to point out from Spurs is is a decent um you know addition in in Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. He was really the function, and you know, the functional player in that Spurs midfield. It was uh, he was really useful. Played played a really good game. Worked very hard behind all of the players. Um... Uh, and he was sort of that base for for them to build on. And I, I like that. I think he, he worked really well in that Spurs midfield. And I have to say he was probably, if I had to pick a player in the match from Spurs' side, it would be pierre Emile Hoiberg. So we had the two up front, which was something that we're not really used to seeing. I think we tried it um, against Fulham for part of the game with uh, Grant and Robinson up front. I thought Robinson played quite well. I thought he worked really hard up front. I thought Grant was a bit missing, if I have to say. Anything he did have a chance, uh, however, with Furlong crossing it in and him failing, it was a beautiful cross from Furlong, and he just about failed to get his head on that ball and and turn it into the Spurs net. So overall, it was a hard-fought game from West Brom. You think you look back to last week against Fulham and you look at the um, the way we played there, and you think, uh, do you expect to get us to get anything against Tottenham this week? And I'd say probably, I'd probably say probably no. I wouldn't, you know, I don't think. I'd expect us to get anything against Spurs this, Spurs this week and of course we didn't but I didn't expect it was all about the performance when well, nobody really expected us to win but a lot of people were saying on Twitter you know it's about the performance how a player is going to re- react after you know what is a pretty crushing loss against you know along with us one of the worst teams in the league so you know we have to say how did that you know how did that happen you know how did we work You know, work out a really good performance today. And I have to say, that's going to be down to Slav and Bilic. They looked uh, a lot more energetic, especially in that midfield three. Looked really mobile. I thought Kravinovic played really well. Um,. Tried really hard, I thought Conor Gallagher again, superb, box to box, engine in that midfield, something we have really missed over recent years. Reminded me a bit of, uh, I'd say a more attacking Claudio Jakob, someone who's not afraid to get their their hands dirty, someone who's not afraid to pick up yellow cards, he didn't today actually, but you know, somebody who's not afraid to pick up yellow cards and not afraid to to get his hands dirty in that midfield and... um, yeah, it was a really good game from him even Livermore were you know it, he worked quite well putting his foot about getting involved a proper captain's performance and as for the defense i thought they they stood reasonably strong i thought Shea was fantastic i thought Ajayi was great even Bartley was you know i'm often a critic critic of uh, i often critique Bartley's performance but he did play quite well i thought you know the the, the desire was there which is diff you know, um which was different to most games. Uh the, we, we played good opposition, you know, Spurs, as I said, could challenge for the title this year, you know, and they're not known for challenging for the title, but this side looks really sturdy. One that Jose's built under a good manager. And they were off the boil really for for, lar- for large amounts of that game. I don't think they played at their best at all. Lots of people saying Spurs were lucky, and I I'd have to agree, I'd say they probably were lucky to pick up all three points out of that game. And um you know, we were unlucky to lose, essentially. I think we were unlucky to not pick up anything. I thought a draw would have been a fair result, probably, on the balance of things. You think towards the end of that second half, we had Spurs pinned in their in their half. They weren't getting out. Uh, but if you were to look at um, the things that that happened in the game, we had a few chances, one through Karl and Grant. We had a, a good shot from Robinson, saved very early on. Um, a few decent shots. Conor Gallagher flashed one, wa- flashed one just wide. Uh, header from Bartley went straight across the goal uh, that's just off the top of my head what I'm thinking of what happened uh, Dean Garner came on and, and looked pretty sprightly he played up front on his own for part of it which is not what he's known for Spurs had their chances to be fair they they had quite a lot of you know different um, opportunities if you like uh, and um we oh yeah we had a cross that was uh, headed off the line by Dyer. Um, they had an early chance with Son, which was he ended up standing up uh, about three of our defenders and uh, he it he was one on one with the goalkeeper. But they managed to get round the back of Johnston, the defenders, and managed to save um, save a goal from going in. The goal, however, was one that has been looked at by the Albion community in pretty um, in pretty um, harsh fashion. Johnston he. Um, he was really good throughout the game, I have to start by saying, he made some really good saves, made a really good save from, uh, is it is it Carlos Vinicius, um, yeah I think that's him, and he, he made a really good save from him, and um, he looked like a really good, he looked really good for most of the game, he played quite, uh, quite well, good shot stopping as always, but the one thing that, again is is let him down is his commanding of his area and coming out for crosses. I mean, you know, you might say, wow, um, wow, Johnston, you know, he, he's done really well with his shot stopping, but in the end, he has cost us three three point. He has cost us a point there, and he's given Spurs three. I mean, you want I want to be able to say, you know, if before the eighty eighth minute, I'd have said he's kept us in this game. But he came out halfway for, the, for, for a ball from Doherty, who, who sort of looped one forward for Kane. And Kane managed to get a flick on it. And Johnston is sort of stood behind Kane. It's either you're either going to go for it or you're going to stay at home. You, know, you can't be caught up in two minds when you're a goalkeeper in that sort of... This, especially at this standard. Because strikers like Gary Kane, they'll, they'll pick you off all day if you start making mistakes like that. You've got to come out, be decisive, come out, either win the ball or stay on your line. Now, I'm a big fan of Sam Johnston uh, and his shot-stopping. I think he's second to none, and if he works on this side of his game, he could be there for there in the England squad. You know, it, it could be one of those, you know, where he just about sneaks in to the England squad if other goalkeepers aren't playing or performing. He's uh, one of the, one of the few English goalkeepers in the league who are playing regular week in week out football. But Johnston, for me, he's got. He had to make his mind up there. Are you going to come or are you going to stay? To be fair, if he'd have stayed, he might have just. He might have just picked that up off the floor because Kane wasn't getting much leverage behind that. It was only because of the fact that he came out that Kane was able to flick it over his over him. If he'd have just stayed in his goal, he might have had more of a chance of, of saving that. But uh, what's done is done. But. You know, you do have to say Johnson before the 18th minute. He'd kept us in the game essentially, and I thought he did an outstanding job of keeping us in the game for that. Um, however, he's let us down there. He's let he's let a lot of people down with the way he's played, with the, with the decision making that he's done there. However, you know, as a man, you know, he's got to pick himself up and he's got to get straight back into it. And I believe that he will. I believe he will. I believe he'll get straight back up because he's arguably been our best player this season. He's arguably, you know, he's played. Probably nearly the best out of quite a lot of players in our team. Uh, it's kept us in more games than certainly he's let us down in. So I feel like that mistake has cost us the game. However, other other games have meant that he's you know a lot higher up in the pecking order than perhaps he would be if he had just played this one game. Uh, it was certainly much better than last week. This performance against uh, against Tottenham, Fulham essentially were better than us in every every area of the park. They played a much better game. They had a lot more possession. Uh, they played—they're so better than us in every corner of the park, really, Fulham. But today, I felt we matched Tottenham in a lot of areas. The desire was fantastic. I've seen—you know—I've seen players out there that I wouldn't have thought gave much of a gave much um, uh, on normal occasion. I usually think that Furlong sometimes gets himself caught in silly positions he he did a few times today but then it's the reaction and he was getting back after players and he was coming after them, tackling them, you know getting back and, and recovering from mistakes same with Townsend, Townsend for me his tenacity is second to none but sometimes his positional awareness and sometimes his general footballing brain is not on there, but the fact that he was able to to show that desire to get back after players once they have beaten him was fantastic and the fact that you've able to, you know, Son and Bale were were you know silent in this game. Apart from the chance Son had earlier, you know, they were, they didn't really have much to do with it. Kane, of course, scored the goal, but apart from that, did he have much to do with the game? Played a few nice balls into the um, over towards Bale and Son, but they weren't able to make anything of it. Uh, and you know, Conor Gallagher really, I felt. Him and Hoiberg, and you know, it was a really good midfield battle. Gravinovic, another great game from him for me. I feel like uh, last week he was a bit out of sorts, but the week before against Brighton, he played really well in that second half. But Gravinovic started, you know, moving the ball really quickly, made lots of good decisions in order to pass Um, a lot of movement, a lot of fluidity in that midfield thanks to him. But yeah, we were unlucky to lose today. I felt that we had enough in us for a draw. Could have maybe snatched the win if we had taken opportunities earlier on in the game. You know, we could have created quite a few chances. The amount uh, that we that we had in the in 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 the goal, we had you know quite a few shots on target, shots on target, quite a few shots. They had quite a few shots as well. So I don't know whether you could say that we could have won that game, but you never know. You know, if we have taken chances earlier on in the game, we probably might have. But. As I said we do we did probably didn't deserve to win the deserve to lose the game uh we might have deserved to win it if we'd have taken those chances early on, but a good performance in my opinion from um from the baggies and one that's a positive performance because you think about um what we turned out churned out last week at Fulham, you have to think have we come on you know have we been better um you know it's not really um you know the thing that we can look forward to. We we weren't good last week at Fulham, but this performance shows me that there's still plenty of um, plenty of desire left in this squad. People playing for Slaven really, and uh, we'll move on to that now. Actually, Slaven Bilic. You know people have been saying about him leaving the club. He's been in an interview. You saw his press conference earlier, and he was you know very very passionate in my opinion uh, obviously knows exactly what he wants to do um this season and that is stay up and he knows that he's got the passion but have the team got the passion to deliver with him we don't know but we saw today that we've got enough evidence to see that the players want to play for him so if they want to play for him then I can only see them staying up. Really, you know, they've got every reason to p- play for him. They've st- we're not out of this relegation fight yet. There's still plenty of time to um, to get ourselves out of this muddle. You know, we're only we're a- we- are we only one or two points inside the relegation zone. I- if we- if that's the case, then I can't see us. You know, I can't. I, I wouldn't give up now if I was West Brom. And there's certainly no ele- element of us giving it. We're only one point away from from safety. And at the moment. I can't see any reason why we're giving up at all so that's really good to see from the Albion players and obviously it's fantastic to see that Slavin is still driven to the cause he was really passionate today not that it, it was a sh- it, you know last week was a shadow of the man that we've seen last this this week with the passion with the flair you know coming onto the edge of his technical area showing you know players what to do giving commands giving orders and he was fantastic in that element so I myself would not like to see Slaven Bilic leave the club at all uh, I think you know you can say he's been given all the he wanted with the transfers and stuff, but still, it was going to need a lot more than those sorts of players to build in this Premier League. And I think that Slavin Bilic should be staying at the club, and I would not sack him. Uh, the only reason I can see him going is if he walks. But at the moment, after today's performance, uh, I see no reason to let him go at all. It is now time for the Baggies podcast. Man of the match. It is time to see how we've been getting on. Um, with the Baggies podcast, man of the match. So obviously, I've put a vote out there on Twitter uh, for the Baggies podcast man of the match, and you guys have voted. 69% of you have voted for Connor Gallagher as to be your man of the match. Uh, the options were Gallagher, Johnston, Ajay, or Kravinovic. Uh, Johnston probably was. Uh, bear in mind, this vote was cast, was put out there before full time. Probably wasn't the best in hindsight because this was actually before he made said mistake. So <laughs> Johnston actually received zero percent of the vote. Kravinovic four and and ajay with 27% ajay i have to say uh, another mention for him did do very well i don't think i've mentioned him enough this this week's pod on this week's podcast but he was fantastic really really good uh, had Kane in his pocket for most of the game and showed a real, real passion, desire, strong in defensively, good coming out from the back with the ball as well. So there we go. That was, that was what the man of the, the Baggies podcast man of the match, and that is Conor Gallagher for this week. So I'm going to be totting these up. So I'm going to be you know keeping a tally chart of who gets which man of the match each week, so we can see who uh, is inevitably the Baggies podcast player of the season at the end of the season. So we've worked that out. It's Conor Gallagher who's the Baggies podcast man of the match. But it's now time for the fan reaction section of the podcast, where we ask you guys some questions. You guys get involved and give your thoughts on the game. So we asked you four questions this week. The number one being sum up today's games. Number two, who was man of the match? Number three, score prediction for Man United, and number four, will Bilic still be in charge by the end of the Man United? Well, by by the Manchester United game. So uh, let's start with Tim, who's been on the podcast before. Uh, he says. The conviction and desire undone by another simple cross into the box, which is a fair comment. It was a fairly simple ball by Doherty and a fairly simple goal, really, for Tottenham. After all the goals they could have scored and the goals that we stopped them scoring, you know, that happened to be the one that they ended up scoring with. his Tim's Man of the Match would be semi and it's good to see so many uh, candidates for Man of the Match. He thinks it's going to be 1-1 against Man United and he says that Slavin better FNB at the club by the Man United game. I have to agree with Tim there. Uh, if Slavin's not there I can't see us winning the game unless it's somebody like I don't know, I, I, I want to say like Sl- Sam Allardyce or something. Uh, if he's, you know, I can't see us winning that game if Slavin's not there. Uh, let's talk, to, let's see... Uh, what C Hawthorne says so C Hawthorne says uh, the effort and application was better, but the lack of composure and quality in both boxes and a keeper that struggle, struggles with commanding his box has cost us. Grant should have had a, at least got his chances on target. Uh, I agree with that. The effort and application was better. We love to see that the the effort is better, you because know, after last week, they looked like there was none. The keeper did struggle. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic with his shot stopping, but of course, the, the, the crosses coming into the box, he does look very nervy. So, yeah, for that, I'd say... Um, I agree, and Grant should have taken a few, taken that chance, especially that one that Furlong crossed in. You'd expect him to be putting that away, and of course you could hear him shout his expletive after after missing the chance that he was very frustrated with himself. Uh, he also says that Gallagher was his man of the match. Blokes and engine never stops. That was our bag. His podcast man of the match, of course. Uh, he thinks it's going to be one-one against Man United and he's not sure about who will be in charge. That performance today might have slaved, saved Slavin for now but ultimately you have to gain points elsewhere. Of course Slavin you know you can never be too certain with these owners. They are tricky people so you never know what Slavin, what's going to happen to Slavin. I thought that performance was enough to keep him in the job and that's the sort of performance that you'd um, you'd like to see from your team even if you do end up losing like that it's the one that you'd like to see. Uh, Paul garbett has been involved as well. Uh, he says solid committed much improved shape press well and lucky not to get something from the game he thinks Robinson was the man of the match and he thinks Man United are going to win 2-0 and he thinks Staffan Bidic will still be in charge by the end of the season I agree. Uh, I think Robinson was really good today. I, th- I don't think we mentioned him much today, but really a uh, good attacking force. A few good crosses, a few uh, shots that could have gone in. And I thought an overall better performance from uh, from Robinson than one that I've seen uh, earlier on in the season. So I think Robert, Robin, Robinson and uh, Grant are perhaps... Going to be a good strike force, but we don't know exactly what we're going to be doing with that. But, it, you know, all told, we played pretty well and I thought we were unlucky to uh, receive the defeat. But that brings us to the end of the Baggies podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been fantastic having you along for the ride. If you have enjoyed it, make sure to go over to uh, the podcast uh, Twitter page at the Baggies Pod and make sure to go and drop us a follow. Let me know if you've enjoyed the new introduction to the podcast or the new little uh, intro sequence. I thought that was pro- I, I thought I, I personally prefer this one, but let me know if you prefer the other one. Uh, and let me know what you think of the new graphic because I'm sure you can all see it now wherever you're watching, whether you're in in the YouTube app or you're watching on your on your on, on your Spotify fire your apple podcast let me know what you think of the new logo uh, of course on the twitter page we've got the poppy logo uh, we got a poppy on the logo uh, and i think that's the same for the youtube page uh, to show our support and and to remember the fallen soldiers uh, that died for our country so we're going to be put we've we put that on the logo for this week uh for this week and the, and the coming weeks for the remembrance remembrance uh, sunday which was today actually so if you've enjoyed this podcast make sure you go and follow us on twitter and subscribe to us on spotify apple podcasts and youtube and without further ado i'll see you next week it's international break but we'll see you next week anyway goodbye